0: Are you ready to take your mindset to an even higher level on and off the mat? Then you're ready for the BJJ Mental Coach Podcast, where jiu-jitsu practitioners open their minds to new ideas and concepts about personal development, entrepreneurship, jiu-jitsu, and life. Our mission is to inspire, impact, and or improve your life in some way to support you during your consistent pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself personally and professionally. It's time to go beyond the mat with the host of the BJJ Mental Coach Podcast, Gustavo Dantas.
1: Welcome to episode 128. I'm your host, Gustavo Dantas. And today, I have a great friend of mine that we trained back in Brazil in the 90s. André Mota is uh, one of the most experienced competitors out of, of Padre School. He was a Brazilian national champion, pan champion, placed twice and uh, silver medalist of the, the World Championship Masters and have a lot of experience being teaching Vitor Shaolins in New Jersey and live in Abu Dhabi. So got a lot of experience to share. So, Andrezinho, what's up?
2: What's so, up, Gustavo? Really, really happy here to talk with you, to share my my experience. Couple, twenty-eight years of jiu-jitsu, I guess. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Come on. Yeah,
1: man. And I remember even uh, Dede saying that you were on the guys one of the busiest competitors of you know Andre Pennera's school. You know the guys that was like competing every weekend and not only that, but actually doing really well coming up in all the belts. And so we're going to talk about that. But how did jiu-jitsu show up in your life?
2: Yeah, it's it's funny because I have no idea what it is jiu-jitsu. No idea, no idea. So I was, I started, I guess, with 13 in 1992. And you know those, remember in Brazil back of the days, the yellows new papers from the neighborhood yeah. with local business? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So because I was uh, a big fan of Joe Claude Van Damme, those movies, I was looking forward to do Full Contact, not Muay Thai. That time is Full Contact, the name. And I I found a gym close to my house uh, in Botafogo in Brazil. And okay, so I show up there. So nobody in the gym, I think just a lady working on the first floor. And I heard some noises upstairs because Jiu Jitsu was upstairs. And the lady came to me and said, look, the professor from Full Contact, he's not here, but we have in Jiu-Jitsu upstairs. If you want to see how it is, and I'll say, okay, let's let's see. And then I came up upstairs and I saw Alan Goiz. Now he's living in California. And he was teaching a private class, actually. And Alan Goyis a very smart guy, started talking about me about jiu-jitsu, hmm. whatever. And so I did a trial on the next day. And I love it. So I really like, I remember I have a lot of people my age and that's it. I think I, the most thing I like it is the environment of the gym. I think for me, it's a really important thing. And then that's it. I start doing, and remember like, I know we're going to talk about computers soon, but I remember starting in August and September 13 was my first, first tournament. I remember mm-hmm. the date because it was... My sister's birthday, and oh, nice. uh, and uh, Alan he organized a small tournament between the gyms around the, the neighborhood with Manimal, Isaías, with toku from Nova Geração, and so I did. I remember two fights. I remember that,
1: and it was funny, and I love it. And I, I I never stopped.
2: <laughs> All
1: right. So you competed a month after you start training. Do you remember? Do you have memories of that? Oh yes.
2: Yeah. Oh oh. I remember, like, the, the tournament was inside the gym on the first floor, uh, where, where it used to be the full contact class and the, the, the gymnastics class. I remember, like, it's an old house in Botafogo. It's an old neighborhood, so I have a lot of that old house with big windows. I remember a lot of people climbing the windows to see the fights. Like, old school, old school. And my first fight was against, nowadays, he's a big friend, against NECA. NECA is Jucão's brother. Jucão from Manimal, from UFC. Now he lives in Atlanta. And I did, I guess, a triangle on him. I remember Paul Gordon guard and, and, and submitting him and doing a triangle. And my second fight, I remember, was against a guy from Nova Geração, from Toko. I remember really, really well somebody behind me from his gym saying... I forgot his name. So the guys coaching him, helping him, was not Toku, but was a friend. He said, uh, said his name and said, look, you have three stripes. He doesn't have any stripes. You know, yeah, I remember this marked me a little bit. I, I started looking to his belt. So that, that's true. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> but I, I remember I pulled guard and did the triangle again. I believe that's the only thing I know how to do. So I'm going to do what I know. And I did, and I won. It was it was nice. And I believe that good experience as the first time helped me to, to go, to go further, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to be if I, lo- I lose the fight. I don't know.
1: How long after did you start training with uh, Andre Perineras? Uh, it's funny. I
2: was talking with Ximenez. Ximenez is a good friend of mine. We start together. We're talking about dates. I thought I started in 1993 and one other day talk with him. Likewise, I don't know. You start in 1992 because I went to America in 1993. So when I when I moved to America, you already have, you already with me like for one year. So I moved to Pederniras in 1993. I remember I was green belt. And before I start on Pederniras, I, I asked him, I said, Andrea, I'm going to turn 16 in July. So I come here as a green belt, a blue belt, and he said, no, come here as a blue belt. And I show up in the gym with my blue belt. Nobody gave it to me because uh-huh. it was the transition when Alain moved.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and, after, and, and after he moved, I remember Alan saying, look, you guys can choose to go to Manimal, go into Bolon, or go into Pedernares. And I think 95% of my teammates moved to Manimal. And me and two or three more guys moved to 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 it was But just closer remember... to you
1: is just me because it was closer no. to your house no
2: no, my mom was closer
1: but so I, what attracted gonna... you to go there
2: yeah, I attract me because I fought with Shaolin when we was white belt mm-hmm. and I remember I never uh, he was my first time I lose, and he beat me doing a kimura. Mm-hmm. so I stay a little bit impressed with his technique and he and is, like we know, we have like a lot of good fighters competitors. so that's the reason I decide move to 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 pedernidas that's 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 was the reason. and I'm really happy with my 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 choice
1: for sure. it's interesting because Charlene was uh, one of the there's two people that really influenced my decision to go to veterinary school Shaolena was one of them and uh, Charuto was the other one because I had like a a friend in common Leo Maya, yeah him so I already saw him competing back then I think he was brown uh well saw him compete in earlier belts but when when I think when he was a brown belt Leo had some private classes with him so kind of got closer to one beta uh, made a connection and, uh, Shaolin and I were in the same division too. Like usually like, uh, in a blue belt, it was a light. He was a feather
0: Yeah, and, yes. and
1: then at one moment as a purple belt, we both feather at the same time. And then he got promoted right away. And then I, and then I stayed yes. in purple, yes. but yeah, but he was, uh, definitely a big inspiration, uh, why I started going to uh, pit Yes.
2: And not only that, I remember uh like you mentioned like charuto we have gils on flavor mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. was always really nice with me when we hang out together some when we meet each other in nightclubs whatever in Brazil and I felt like very welcome and uh is an amazing guy so makes everything easy <laughs>
1: So you, when was your first experience coming to the U.S.? Because I know that you spent some time here, like in the nineties. So let's before talk a little you. bit about that. Yeah, <laughs> before me. So let's talk about that. Yes, I
2: remember when I was purple belt, um, and Alan he was here in Costa Mesa, in California, teaching, and he I don't know how we start everything because that that time we don't have. Uh,
1: and by Internet. the way, let me let yeah. me just uh, let me just cut you for a second for just to give some context. People don't know about Alan Goiz. He's a, uh, yeah. a what is like a legend. One of uh, uh, Carson Grace's black belt fought in MMA Valituru, fought on Pride. Uh, he's just a very well known guy in the community, just for some people just got involved in and don't know. But he's a a legend from Carson Grace. But go ahead.
2: Yeah. So uh, I don't know how to start. I remember I was, I want to learn English and study here in America. And so I believe he, no, actually he invited me to go. I don't know exactly, but anyway, so he invited me to go to help me to be his assistant. And I say, okay, uh, let's go, let's do it. And then my mom, my family, so my parents, they support me a lot to come. I was... 18 or 19 in 1997 i become purple belt in 1996 so i moved in 1997 yes so yes 1997 so was really hard because i started like staying but like by myself in the gym sleeping in the gym on the mat um so i started studying i started doing high school so I remember I bought a bike to help me to go because I, I, I don't how a drive license. So to have the paperwork here is hard and I was too young. But was was hard, but at the same time it was a really good experience be, experience because it helped me to learn English. So I learned English a lot. I made a lot of connections. Like the the owner of the hookah was my student when I was, when he was white belt, right. yeah, Path. So I remember he helped me a lot in the gym. Like he, I remember, he gave to me a, a a mattress to sleep. He gave me a micro microwave. He gave to me a mini freezer to put some food. I remember he helped me a lot, and we become uh, really good friends after that. And we keep talk. I mean, not together anymore because he's really busy. But always when I go compete to California, I stay in Alan's house. I go to, to to his. I go to hookah. We we talk and go lunch so it was was hard because i remember when i left brazil i was dating so i left my girlfriend we keep trying to together and after seven months i guess i decided to come back to brazil so yeah. imagine if if i stay here for that
1: long oh my gosh <laughs> it'd be nice but that's the life yeah. and you. uh did you compete at the first PENS? Is that the first no. or the second one? No, second one. Second and one 96. Was 96.
2: 96, yes. 96.
1: And then it competed as a blue belt. So you didn't stay. You went back
2: home. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Maybe he's... He, I stay on he, Alan's house. Maybe it was mm. on that time, he started talking with me to come to help. Maybe. maybe. Matter of
1: fact, yeah. that was the year uh, when I joined... Pedinears Academy, that's when you guys were flying back from the, the Pan. So when I got there, you weren't there. Shaolin wasn't there like that week. So when I ah, started, yeah. you guys were coming back from the pants Rafael, Rafael Carino,
2: I guess. Yeah,
1: you had, yes. yeah. We, we had a group of people that uh. Are coming Leo back.
2: Santos, Wendell, that, that was a nice group of guys from Novo Union. Yeah.
1: We just become a,
2: <clears throat> a Novo for one year yes, before. You know another,
1: yeah, yeah so now, it was okay no sorry yeah it was, uh, it was about that 96 some uh whenever hands yeah. was yeah. in 96. yes <laughs> um so one of the things that i think it's good for for the listeners maybe people have interest in competing and so forth uh something that i remember well you coming up and about and i think that's a similarity that we had is you always made it happen with sponsors. You always had like some type of partnership. You always had sponsors yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, you know? And so, of course, it was a long time ago, but what are some of the strategies that you use to try to go after sponsors? I have mine, I uh, can you <laughs> share some of mine, but what are some of the things that, uh, that you did? And one thing that you did really well too, and again, back then we didn't have any social media, but I think you always... Uh, did a great job of trying to give some type of exposure to the to the sponsor i remember yeah Uh, with a patch of t-shirt and stuff like that or whatever you know what i mean yes so you always did a good job with that so let's let's talk with this is i think it's even for people who maybe they're not competitors but they're going after partnerships for their businesses or whatever so how was do you remember your first sponsorship and what was it
2: my my first sponsorship yes was uh, uh a place called Saúde e Energia. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a small place, but be, very famous actually for a good açaí, like nice juice, <laughs> like juice bar uh, food. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Some snacks. So I used to go there a lot to eat açaí. So I start. I I met the owner and i i i think i i believe i'm a type of guy very open i like to talk i I make friends really fast sometimes this can be good sometimes not but i i i I have that on me so i'm very opening guy i like to talk to 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 make friends so we we stay right really connect me and the owner and in some point i did my own curriculum on the computer Mm -hmm. with my my titles everything whatever and i gave to him and i asked for him to to pay my 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 registration fee and that's it and he liked it he accepted was my first one actually and guadalupe i don't know if you remember because yeah. they are they are partners that 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 food place and the guadalupe they are partners so it was a
1: bigger company like yes i remember it was a big, was a big company me, like Box of
2: natural <laughs> guarana, so well, was fun, it was nice. I was yeah. always wearing a t-shirt. Uh, Pat on the geese was my first one, and so, I have a lot of sponsors. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: So one of the things that you mentioned, and I think a lot of people maybe didn't catch you mentioned, like, hey, I, I did it like your uh, your your resume. You know, with you know whatever you accomplished, what you try to do, you know, to give to the uh like your little proposal to the to the sponsors so uh maybe at some point i I share this at the podcast i'm not sure but anyway so probably a long time ago maybe 10 years ago whatever friend of mine was starting a company or supplement company and was involved with the jujitsu uh community so they had like a kind of like a jujitsu name and, and everything so as soon as you open uh he started receiving a bunch of messages, like, hey, I want to sponsor, you. hey, I want to sponsor me, just like flooded, especially on the internet, you know, um, yeah, people can just send quick messages. So he said, like, hey, what do you think? I said, like, you know what, you want to narrow down who is um, at least a little more serious about it, just ask her, like, great, send me your proposal with, yeah. with your resume and maybe what you're looking for, how you can help, whatever. And then we can talk more about it. And then it's like, that's a great idea. So probably like three months later, um, we're talking and he mentioned, like, remember when I asked you about that, to give us suggestions, like, yeah, he said, I'll probably receive about a hundred emails in this past three months with everyone, just cause it's new and it's fresh it's and everyone's new, uh, like yeah. trying to yeah. go in. And I mentioned to everyone that I reply, I mentioned about a proposal and it said one person sent it back. You know what I'm saying? So for anyone, um, anyone that is listening to this right now, maybe an instructor, maybe you're guiding your students or maybe your students are looking for a sponsorship. I learned something uh, when I was young that my brother, uh, my brother was my mentor as far as marketing. He went to college uh for, for marketing.
0: Mm-hmm. Plus,
1: he had like <clears throat> good ideas and stuff. And I had, I think, how gonna say, um, I just have some good instincts to go after sponsors. And he said, you know, anytime you're gonna ask someone for money, you better give them a good reason. You know what I mean? Right, Not just like yes. like, hey, can you sponsor me? Mm-hmm. Just like sure, but like who are you? <laughs> are you yeah, you need to explain <laughs> and and for independent of the company, you need to when I put a proposal was even like what is jujitsu because some people don't know depending on the company that you're talking with. What is jiu-jitsu? How's the scene? This how long I've been doing, uh, this is what I have I accomplished, this is my goal, this is what I can give back. So all those things is not guaranteed that you, you're you gonna get a sponsor, but at least you are way ahead of everyone else that is asking for.
2: Yes, you know, that's true. That's so, true.
1: So so this happens often. So there at one moment we had the same sponsor. Remember the, the other juice bar? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So we have, yeah. yeah. So there was different locations cause I had the one in, uh, at the mall in, uh, Villa Isabel. So they ah, had yeah. one there. So I I'm barely about went to the one in Botafogo and I went to one more in, in, uh, by my house. And I remember, I remember well, because when we started like, uh me you Vinicinho was another one too.
2: yes i think and, luciano andrade too
1: and they had like
2: um formiga rafael yeah. barbosa formiga they who had was blow belt
1: yeah they had a <laughs> bunch of people uh like in my area they had like a bunch a bunch of people they didn't even know who I, they were i didn't know that yeah. really yeah they had a uh, at least my the the local one i see but i remember seeing young uh just seeing this and i was like who are these people first i don't know and like i'm going to all terms i don't see these guys and a lot of them they'll go there and they just eat do what they gotta do barely compete when compete, competing put a patch and you know and by the i mean in about three months they cut like everyone from that location i was the only one who stayed there because that's something for you who's looking for a sponsor like man it's tough as it is you gotta find a way to give something back you gotta find a way to give like some type of return it's tough as it is you know to get any kind of exposure back especially back then and then a guy realized who was like a little more serious you know and you know so what are so what's some of the things that you you, because you had to be creative to give like stuff back you know like some type of exposure uh what are some of the things that you you try to do with sponsors to give that uh the exposure back
2: yeah back of the days like like you said we don't had like social media so you you can't share what you're doing all right talking about the quality of the products whatever so the things you I used to do I remember of course the minimum is fight with the patch you yeah. wear the t-shirt the bare the hat. minimum yeah yeah and always when I had a chance I always invite some friends not from jujitsu to go there with me to, mm-hmm. to to spend money with him to for, for the honor see you work for him because it's not only one person giving and the other part don't doing nothing so you, you have to to do something all right and it's very important I remember uh, I had some friends with same sponsor, not that sponsor, but another sponsor. I remember, uh, let's take a picture for uh, Tatami magazine, and I, I I always say to the guy, oh wait a little bit and go to my bag, put my hat, put the T-shirt, whatever. And the other guys with the same sponsor, they don't care. They said, why are you gonna put a hat? Like, you know, like. Yeah. So, yeah. For, well, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to stay say why, but he's giving me. T-shirts. He's giving my he's giving me money to my registrations. He's helping me. That's the minimum what I what I can do for him. So some guys they don't have that mentality. I don't know how days nowadays actually it's much easier to to share yeah, things. You don't sure. have to go there to 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 do something. So so nowadays I just have one sponsor from Choke Lab from his geese,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that's it. But I had a lot.
1: Yeah. But it was, but now is a different moment in your life, yes, right? So yes, like yes. back then, that's different. You're more active. You have more expenses yeah. because of the the competition. So it was a necessity, right? Now it's not a necessity. Yeah. Like I need a yes. sponsor. Not really, yes, but yes, back then course. it was a necessity. And I feel that I've been, I don't know. I've been, so I've been here for 22 years and I share with many students like things that I've done, some strategies that I've done that work for me to get sponsors or to be able to cover trip expenses and stuff like that. And I cannot even count literally in one hand how many actually pursued and went after. So if someone say like, I want to go to compete, I have the dream to go compete somewhere else or whatever, maybe it's out of the country, but I don't have the money that's why i'm not gonna go i'm sorry but it's not an excuse you know what i mean people all over the world i'm not saying that it's easy to get a sponsor because it's not especially nowadays yeah. it's just it's not hard. it's not easy however people are getting sponsored period you know what i mean so what are they doing one they're opening their mouths you know what i mean and and asking and that's something that if you are listening right now um by the way i have two videos on youtube on my channel uh gustavo dantas if if anyone wants to check it out i have two videos about sponsorship they're both of them like about 20 minutes long it's kind of long but there's really good valid content there basically explaining like hey this is the strategy that i use hopefully can uh Works. can yeah can work for you so i feel that it's definitely doable and now one of the things that i, I think it's important to the best sponsors that i had back then in brazil were not jujitsu per se related you know what i mean because a lot yes. of the jiu jitsu companies they're trying to make it they don't have a lot of money to no. dump it. and if yeah. they do they're going to dump into the big names so when you're coming yeah. up yes your yes. collar belt it just like man i'm taking whatever i can you yeah. know so when i start going to companies away from from jiu that's when i start getting uh better yes better offer better sponsors because <clears throat> they they have more money to put like i had for i got uh, my very first sponsor that actually had a salary it was a drugstore and i remember Yeah. Well, actually the the city farmer was my second one. I had another one. I had a Uh, uh, drogarias pop my first one Mm -hmm. for a year and it just started just asking. And that's what everyone that you're looking for, sponsor. you start asking family, friends, just like, Hey, do you know anyone that is a business owner who'd be interested in maybe helping an athlete? I'm trying to get some, some sponsors. I'm trying to go to a trip. I'm trying to cover whatever. And I started doing that. And, Back then, you know, especially like around blue and, and purple, and you had way more results than I had, you know, like in in the beginning coming up and then it took me a while as a blue belt to like get a little bit in a podium. So it's, it's definitely tough when you go look for a sponsor, you don't have a lot of results. Yeah, It's definitely a, a tough one, but like, Hey, so, so be it, this is what I've done so far, you know, and then my list just started getting a little bigger, a little bigger but just having this um having this plan of attack and one of the things that i talked in one of the videos is this ask but like ask with faith faith i'm not talking about religions faith but just faith in yourself that you're like yo no mm-hmm. one's doing me a favor right here not like oh please okay no, no 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 we're doing a partnership so this is important to put it out there like I'm doing, I'm going to do the best I can to promote your, your company, like, according to the reality, whatever I can do and whatever you guys can do. So any chance I had, I was always with my little proposal and any chance I have, I'll, I go and present to, to someone sometimes works, sometimes it, it didn't, but I was always, so I was very blessed to be able to have like really good sponsors coming up, but it was going after. Uh, I maybe had like one, one, only one sponsor that actually they came to me and offered me. The sponsor was, I was very proud of like, oh my God, someone's actually asking me to sponsor, which was the first time, you know, but in order to do that, you're going to have to take a lot of no's. And this is not just for all the entrepreneurs out there. So the same concept it's not just a sponsorship for like any partnership that you're trying to develop any partnership that maybe someone's going to be investing some money you know, it would be like what can you actually you know give back to, a, yeah. to people you know yes
2: so one thing like you mentioned about when you ask all your family about who knows a business owner that I believe this works a lot so oh, yeah. pretty, much, pretty much like all my sponsors I had some connections
0: mm-hmm. only the
2: first one I met just going there but osland so os was my favorite one because you know it's very fam- famous mm-hmm. nice good clothes so I stayed there for a long time so uh Vasco da Gama so Vasco da Gama because I I studied with the the son of the president
1: uh, so for people was- who don't know Vasco da Gama is one of the biggest soccer teams in Brazil so they yeah. sponsored some people. Uh, for a few years, yeah.
2: Yes. Robson Somora, Shaolin, Saulo Ribeiro, a lot of... I'm that was a good that. sponsor. That was a good yes, one. Yes,
1: it was a good one. And, and back then was new. There's no one paying that kind of money back then.
2: No, no. It was a good money. Uh, I had a, a sponsor from a national gas company. It was in 2012 because I used to play soccer with a friend that works there mm. and he helped me. So always going to that path. I had a a, a good one in Botafogo, another restaurant, we'll call it, uh, the name is Carioca Zen. They helped me a lot to travel, paying some expenses for me. So I bless. So I have yeah. all these good partners with me.
1: And another suggestion for people who are thinking about sponsors, of course, you need to be realistic with the company that you're approaching. Which means... I cannot go to a, a, a place that is just starting. It's a small company, like hey, I'm looking for a salary. And people will be like, dude, mm-hmm. there's no way. <laughs> so yeah. you're gonna have to start with different partnerships. Like, hey, it's a clothing company that give you this. Maybe it's a chiropractor office that you can go or, there for free. Or
2: yes, 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 yes. Or if you go to a to a, a new company, you guys, you can you can have like a business plan. Let's grow up together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The first year, you you do you give me that. in The second year, we go there. Whatever, you know. Why not?
1: Why yeah. Not? So this is something for us slowly to yeah to build. Yes. You know, we can yes. just go. And do you, another- re- do, you
2: do, do you remember Shaolin's sponsor, Pet Food?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, Shaolin was yellow belt, blue belt. Yeah. When he started, and, and, and that place with Shaolin until now yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they
1: they, they they grow up together What's yeah nice? so the idea with this is um for everyone if you're planning or you know, doing something like that you know having having a plan of attack when you you're you go after and i think uh, something else that i used to uh since there's one point that if you're going to go after a bunch of sponsors you you're going to have, especially if you're going to put patches in your gi, next thing you, man, you're kind of like a Formula One Formula race one. driver. Yeah. <laughs> race driver, you know, you just, your gi is all. So I started to kind of break it down, be like, okay, for anyone that is paying me actually money, salary, so I have three patches in your gear. You know what I mean. So if someone the is gi- spots, yeah, and then if someone <laughs> is giving less, I'll give two, and then if someone is just a partnership that is not like a lot yeah. going on, I'll we'll put one. So that's one way to be fair as far yes. as with that's all the, true.
2: You
1: know, so yeah, I someone someone give you know giving more money, of course, is going to give more attention. So now let's fast forward. That you, how long did you live in Abu Dhabi?
2: So I moved to Abu Dhabi in 2014 and stayed there until 17. So from there I moved to to USA.
1: So you lived in, in US before for about uh, yes. six months right yes, and yes, then yes. so that was your second second experience living abroad. So how was for you? Well, number one, there's always the, the difficulty of a family. And, you know, it's, of course, it, it's, it's never easy to move out of state. Imagine going out of the country. But how was for you adapting, adapting to the culture? How was the experience?
2: Look, I wasn't scared in the beginning because the culture totally different. All right. But soon I get there was better than I, than I, than I expect was. It's very was very easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So that's the reason I stayed there for so long. The only thing I don't like was really hot over there. So you yeah. had to stay inside your house. Or I remember like walking from the mall to your car is a nightmare. <laughs> and <laughs> you you fought there before in Abu Dhabi, yeah. so you know you know what I'm talking about. And but it was easy, Gustavo, it was easy I believe, because I moving with Vinicinho, so we share a house together so it was much easier having a, a good friend with you so that I know for so long time so help it a lot uh, I had a nice Brazilian community a lot of good black black belts so I keep training hard a lot like sometimes I go to to train and have like 30 black belts
0: mm-hmm.
2: so for different schools from different weights so it was was a really good experience training with them. I still have a good friend. I still have contact with some guys from there. They still live in there. So was a really good one experience. The food is good. I don't like the spicy too much, but <laughs> it's okay. But there you can find the same thing you find here in America, you can find there. Cheesecake Factory, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, McDonald's, Burger King, Hardee's, whatever. If you like to eat those type of food, you'll you find there. So in local foods too, of yeah. course. And I was working the army. So I remember that part was hard because uh, there in the army is mandatory you do jujitsu when you join the army. So like we have like five platoons and each platoon have like uh i don't know 200 guys so that 200 guys they divide so mm-hmm. small groups so i we right. you stay like two coach for i don't know trying to guess you have 50 guys 60 guys two coaches so that 60 guys well, imagine you have it's mandatory to do jiu-jitsu six a.m something you have no idea what it is so he's there does he have to be there because yeah. the body is
1: there, you know. the yeah. yeah, body,
2: so so it's hard, and and, and they don't, in there they don't have that culture like to take care of the body, you know, like we have in Brazil, we have here, so they not getting used to that, because they are so hot, they stay a lot inside their house, they don't, you don't see them playing soccer. Outside outdoor. they don't have that, so. So what, that part was hard, like of 60 guys, like two guys once, that's it. That part was a little bit
1: mm-hmm.
2: annoying, like not don't motivate me too much. Yeah,
1: it's hard to teach someone that do not want to learn that. In the language, learn. a lot yeah. of people don't speak English. Ah. So we have to, learn. who speak English? And somebody <laughs> say
2: me, and then he helped to translate. <clears throat> and even you don't know if he's
1: translating right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know we don't know (laughs) now for people who don't know um because again there's people just got involved with jiu-jitsu don't know much about it just explain a little bit the the scene there because it started with they offered jiu-jitsu in schools and they still have schools all over the uae which is an incredible uh opportunity and they added the military too and as far as I know, they had something like over six hundred coaches as a as a the product yes, is higher yes. now maybe I don't yeah, know. I,
2: yeah, they have jiu jitsu in army, police, in a lot of first responder departments. And now, there to move up in the army, like to be a captain, to be a sergeant, whatever, you 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 must know jiu jitsu. So in some point, like I don't know, to be a captain, you have to be a blue belt. That's it. So, in some point, if you wanna uh, grow up in the army, you have to train. So, on that part, they start having more interest. But when I when I work it was in the beginning of the army, so a lot of people they doesn't know what they want, mm-hmm. you know. So, they don't have the idea about the importance about jiu-jitsu for them if they wanna keep coming, growing up in the army. So, mm-hmm. it was hard
0: yeah
1: and they have for people don't know too they have great events in, oh, in a yes. big big advance yes. they big yes. they built an arena just for the just jiu-jitsu for competitions yes. so it's something that they uh, uh, just keeps growing and growing it's interesting to see like uh, uh, the progress I'd love to see them competing some of their main competitors of UAE I'd love them to see like Yes. The IBJJ FC, yeah, IBJJFC, to see like hey how sometimes how, some, guy, some how, guys how start, this guy's looking, you know.
2: Yeah, yes. So you know, like Ramon is there now. Ramon yeah, Gordo used to be there too, but he left. Ramon, like, is a great great coach, so he's he's always uh giving giving a lot of work, working hard to to to, to those kids over there. Remember you we have there like but more young guys, like I remember. Juvenile, um, 16, 17, 14. When they was blue belt, they are really good. They're really good. Good rules, good uh-huh. rules. Now, I I, I I follow some guys on Instagram. I saw some guys now, purple belt, brown belt. So that's what you said. Like, they have to come more, all right, to America to compete the world, pen and kids, uh, words, whatever. Because yeah. it's gonna help them to develop because they always compete between each other. Yeah. So it's hard, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I think yeah. there's uh, the... The, the the problem, I believe the problem is that competition between them exactly. and so is and So Im- imagine if they allow to do a Dubai open from IBJJF there. Yeah, how amazing you'll For be. Sure. You yeah. know. So but that's the problem. They they fight against each other, so a lot of competition. So this not good for the sport
1: yeah okay mm-hmm. so now so the next chapter then come to the us so we've been here so we've been with shaolin and yeah. for people don't know you know sometimes i forget uh how i'm getting old you know what i mean sometimes <laughs> yeah. i need to i need to yeah. remind some people who is shaolin who is yeah, who is- <laughs> yeah dude one one day <laughs> i was in uh was teaching my fundamentals class and i have a tv in the room so sometimes i pull my computer and i put videos uh-huh. or whatever uh-huh. nice. And that there was one day that we we're talking it was about self-defense closing the distance and stuff like that and then i go like okay how many people here have watched and i don't know how many people had in that day maybe 20 something people like how many people here have watched ufc one it's like four or five people raise their hands up like oh my god i'm getting sold. you know what I mean? so like ufc1 so sometimes in jiu-jitsu some of the that's one of the things that i like about for people who don't know too i have a, a podcast in portuguese that i interview a lot of the masters competitors guys from back in the day that a lot of people don't know and they made a huge know. they made a huge impact in the development of jiu-jitsu uh, the competition scene back then and a lot of people don't know so once in a while i like to remind people yes, yes. so shaolin important. shaolin has two schools new york and new jersey uh, i don't remember his website but you guys can just google him as you know, i don't know it's shaolin.com Sha-
2: shaolinbjj.com
1: yeah so if you guys don't know about him should check him out three-time black belt world champion adult twice as a master, a uh, long three, career in MMA. Three times before he turned 21, I guess. He, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so he is very young, got his black belt in three and a half years, I believe.
2: Yes, he, he, he became a black belt with 17. Mm-hmm.
1: So you guys being uh, close friends for many, many, many years, right?
2: Yes, yes, that's true. Yes. I'm his best
1: male. You know, he's married,
2: so that's, a, I think he was, he went to, to Abu Dhabi to compete with Kenny Florian, the legend super mm-hmm, Yeah. And I helped him there, like, uh, staying with him in the hotel, helping him to move there, giving some rides or whatever. And he invited me to come. So that's what happened. I didn't think twice.
1: <laughs> so, and for people who don't know, uh. Shaolin, I would say, me, you can tell you, but Shaolin is as far as friends of mine uh, uh, competed and so forth. I, no doubt, I believe he's the most disciplined dude that,
2: oh, yes,
1: <laughs> that, I, that I, I encounter in my jiu-jitsu journey. Do you know anyone more disciplined than him? No. <laughs> So how was for you? Cause you're like super laid back. How was for you when you were younger, training with him, and you know oh, what I mean? And yeah, they just kind of follow him around.
2: We are totally different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are totally different. I remember just when I moved, we became very close friends. I remember when we was like blue belts in the beginning. Shaolin, I believe he's a couple of months younger than me. He's seventy nine. I'm seventy eight. So I remember we used to. To to we have a friend lives in a nice condominium in, Bra, in, in Brazil and they have a pool on that condominium. So I remember you used to go there, sneak in to swim, and do some bars and parallel like every mm. single day. So he always pushing me to go. Of course, I start going with him, but at some point I I stopped going. But he's he 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 he, he, he never give up. Like he always there. I used to have a friend. Do you remember Robo Felipe? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, he... he. We used to go in a club while he he was, membership, like 6 a.m. in the morning to swim, to do a lot of stuff. But Shaolin, I, I believe the difference, I mean, what helped Shaolin being like that was because he always know what he wants uh-huh. early. So I don't. So I, I did use it as a hobby, so... I, 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 on my plan was do a college. I mean, he did a college too, but I did like a journalism college work as a with press. So that's the, I believe the difference between me and him. So that the reason he spent more time doing stuff for jujitsu.
1: Yeah. And one thing too, for all the entrepreneurs out there, and if you have competed uh, before too, I think, it's really cool to see with him, is that the same uh, discipline that he had for competition, for sports, he was able to transfer that to his professional life. You yes, know, to, that's like, true. to everything, and, and sometimes it's not it's not easy to do. You know, and he always been uh, super disciplined with that to be able to, uh, uh, Man, all the challenges that life presented itself, of course, and and he was still trying to fight MMA and run a school and do all kinds yeah, of stuff yes. and having three kids, you know. So he's a really good inspiration for for people yes. that for anybody, but like for entrepreneurs, you know. If you yeah. if you train Jiu Jitsu and you feel that you discipline with Jiu Jitsu with your Jiu Jitsu journey. You just do the same thing that you're doing in in your professional life that you will see results for sure and that's something that is not by accident yes he became that's, that's one of the true. most successful uh jiu-jitsu competitors ever you know and if you look in a lightweight um he, yes. he has to be like top five ever you know um and sure. all all because and i believe for for people who follow the podcast for the hardcore fans that have listened to 128 now episodes i think shaolin's episode of maybe 17 i'm not sure somewhere in the beginning so it's titled consistency mm-hmm. is the key to success so if you have a chance to check it out uh take a look uh, about a few years ago but of course the the information is timeless you so, know you can yes yeah, yes you can and, use he, for-
2: and he's still the same he works out like three times a week. He eat healthy. Of course, sometimes when he, he goes having fun with his family, he, he eats some some pizzas, whatever. But most of the time he's still like training. He's the first one jumping in the mat, the last one to leave the mat. So I, I'm there to help. So I can watch the, the, the class when he's training. So this you know it's hard to. Train and teach at the same time because yeah. you have to take care about the class. Yeah. So having someone you trust so is much easier. So you For can sure. like disconnect from the school and focus on on your on your train. So I, I of course I can help him training too, but I'm I, I'm getting hurt on my shoulder, so I'm not training. So now I can't help him anymore. Not yet, but uh and I learn a lot with him. Still mm-hmm. learning a lot with him how to run the school, how to how to teach, because it's not easy to teach. So even if you are I know you know too probably a lot of good competitors they are not good teachers and you mm-hmm. see a not not good competitors, but they are amazing teachers. So professors, so we have this a lot. Doesn't mean if you are a good competitor, you
1: are a good teacher. not, uh-huh. not don't work like that. Don't work so, like that. So, what are some of the things that you feel that you learned from him being there as far as teaching or the school? Anything that catch your attention that you that re, you remember?
2: Uh, so he he's very straight with schedule, you know? <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Time.
0: <laughs> There's so no Brazilian have, time with him.
2: No, no Brazilian time, no Brazilian time, <laughs> no Brazilian time. No, no, I make fun. I make a lot of fun with him in front of the students about that. Yeah. And but that's what I learned like to go early, to don't rush because maybe, maybe wrong can happen during um, before. So if something happened, we have time to resolve to decide, find someone to teach to replace, or maybe I have time to to, to rush to teach on a place some trial show up, something. Because I know a lot of guys, they come to the gym like one minute before the car start. They mm-hmm. they park the car with the gear, a mug of coffee on, on your hands. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. <laughs> and they just start the class. So like Brazilian way, not not lazy, but not caring too much about the details. Of course, if you have somebody working for you before, all right, maybe you can go to the gym a little bit later, okay? But that one thing, like, like, uh, like I learned a lot with him. And and that's really true.
1: Uh, one of the things that I remember asking him uh, at the interview, I uh, said, what is one habit that you have that you practice every day? And he said, I never snooze. You know, the alarm comes up, I'm up. There's yeah. no, like, let me sleep no, for yeah. 10 more five, minutes. Five.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah. No, he wake up 4 a.m. Yeah. So he's, he's, he, he's... We talk about that, yes, today, actually, in the morning class. he Like, his private. He's 6 a.m. in Manhattan. So driving, no traffic early, like 30 minutes by car. So he wake up like 4 a.m. Sometimes Maybe before.
1: Like, sometimes before, because I remember uh, I stayed a few years ago. I don't think... Uh, I don't know if you were there yet, but a uh, um, few years ago that I went there and stayed with him. And then I think he he went, he was up at like 345 or something because he needed to be in Manhattan and, and getting situated. Yeah, and then he would yeah. stay all day like yes. no more and does his physical yeah. therapy and does this and teach classes yeah. does they whatever. Like, He's
2: still doing that.
1: Yeah, Less, still the same. Still. Like the same madness all day long yes, and yes. then boom, repeat. Yes, so, man, yes. m- mad respect for that. Jesus.
2: Yes, yes. He's a... Yeah, I don't know he, how he's Still, does it. still, <laughs> still, uh, still. So, <laughs> but yeah, but that, I agree with him because like other day, actually, like two weeks ago, I was driving to the gym. My car started doing a weird noise and... Thank God was the day we did together. So it's okay. if some, Now something can happen. That's the day.
1: Uh-huh.
2: All right. So, and then I called him and said, oh, surely my, my car is something weird here. I have to stop to check what happened because it can become something worse later. And I can't spend that money if something happened here. So I stopped by. A guy saw my car. He said, oh, okay, you can drive, no problem. And then I... I, I so I have to be in the gym 3:30, i be there like 3 45. I'm still on time. But imagine if he's not there and something happened and so we have that 30 minutes to fix what's yeah. going on, you know. So it's good. It's showing to the people like the professor is never late, he always there, mm-hmm. you know. We start the class on the dot, Gustavo, on the dot. So when I'm here by myself, I can't ask the students to to step the kids, all right, to step mm-hmm. in to wait in for me because something can happen inside. And I have to stay more time outside on the lobby. Maybe some trial can show up, helping tie the bell, those stuff. I saw the clock like 429 and the class is 430. I jump in. I don't care who is late outside, we're in the gear. I just start the class. Like and people know
1: us. So mm-hmm. They, this is good. This is good. People, people like that. Right on. So we're getting close to the end of the interview. So now, man, you've been training for so long. So what do you feel that some of the biggest lessons that jujitsu taught for your life oh. and everything? You know, it's many lessons, <laughs> tough to 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 get one. But what do you think?
2: Oh, so I I used to say I'm a roller coaster of feelings before mm-hmm. my fights. I think everything. I know it's wrong but i do but the the thing <laughs> is i know how to deal when i fight you know of course sometimes you're not so nervous sometimes you're really nervous doesn't matter against you're gonna fight all right but sometimes i know when i'm gonna have a good day when i wake up mm. i don't know explain why so i don't <laughs> know when we when i wake up i feel today gonna be a good day Today. I feel my body a little bit heavy. Going to be tricky. Maybe later can can I can feel better. But uh, the 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 thing I learned, All right. So each fight is a history.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I like I I, I, I used to, to I I still doing that. I compare a lot uh, when I go fight with someone. In a, let me google that guy and i see he's beating a guy i know is really good i said oh my gosh I, i'm in trouble <laughs> the first thing, i'm in trouble and then when i'm gonna fight with the guy i mean not easy but maybe i can lose but i felt like i had a chance to win so you know it's not that monster. Like the monster is not that yes, big right yeah yes. so i learned a lot with that so each fight I can give example when I fought in Panam's 19 with Barat Yoshida. So I thought I think you fought with him too, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So we know how good it is. So I started putting his name on the Google to watch his fights, and I saw he's giving a hard work to Hobson Mora. I said, oh my gosh. <laughs> Hobson Mora, he, he he killed me in five seconds. And he and he did a, a tougher fight with Hobson, but I think it was a different rules.
1: Yeah, only submissions, was... and I think I it was fifteen read... minutes. I think it was a fifteen-minute round. Yeah, too. so it's another tra- tra- it was strategy, in Europe. Another...
2: Yeah, yes, yeah. So was a Polaris, I guess. Yeah, and I saw that. I saw his fight with Tomadinho really well. I think he beats Tomadinho. He's good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I was really worried about fighting. <laughs> I was, I was, and I remember I was, I was in the warm-up area in Panams. Was uh, my first first fight in the tournament. And I remember Vitor Dore stopped by close to me and he said, How feel you? Okay, oh, against who are you gonna fight? And I said, They're gonna, gonna fight with Barat Yoshida. And he looked at me, Amazing, all eyes on you. Everybody gonna watch that fight. And this <laughs> helped, me. Mm-hmm. helped me, helped me, helped me a lot. I said, No, this is true, man. That's, I, so when I stepped in the mat, was not an easy fight, <laughs> but I controlled the fight really well and then I won. So that's a, a good example about each fight is a history. It doesn't matter because we don't know maybe the way I fight, the guy not used to, the, the way you fight playing top, the guy, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So and I remember before the fight, Shaolin was telling to, saying to me, Andrea, you going to feel lost with a spider war because nobody does the way you do. So he's going to see that foot on his on your, on your his biceps. He's going to have trouble to pass your guard. So don't worry, man. Do your game, pull guard first, and then you're going to see it. and, and, and it's funny because during the fight, I remind Shaolin saying that to me because I remember I was with my foot on his biceps. Mm-hmm. And Gustavo, he was, he was like looking to his biceps, and into my puzzles, feet, the, yeah. the hooks I, I was doing on his feet. And he's like trying to understand what I'm doing here because he was not able to clear his arm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
2: saw his face, he's very concerned about the hooks. And I, I maybe Ryan reminds Shaolin talking about that and was everything okay. This is a good example. We have a lot actually. Another yeah. thing too, like Osvaldo, he always tells this for the for the <laughs> his his students because I used to say to hot to Osvaldo like that. Osvaldo, I know when the fight's gonna be tough. When I shake the guy's hands, when he squeeze my fingers like that, I know the guy is strong and I'm in trouble.
0: <laughs> and now
2: I stop shaking hands, Gustavo, now I fist and bump. Like I don't give my hand anymore to don't have that feeling. <laughs> and that's true. All the everybody wants Squeeze my finger
1: wasn't a fight because the guy have a good grip. <laughs> <laughs> so for everyone, I think a good lesson uh, from this, what I just said, it's we gotta really pay attention to the stories that we tell ourselves, you know, because sometimes, you sometimes you can get like so like pumped up oh my god you know this guy's a monster and again sometimes you can go there and perform but there's times you just let that to take over and then now we're just going to be frustrated because you're not able to do your best and that is the same thing i think for your business you're going to have ideas and and your mind's going to play tricks and you're going to start telling the stories and then you're going to have that kind of anxiety of thinking, am I doing the right thing or this and that, or we're going for a meeting and then now you're making this meeting, this person that you're going to meet, this other business or potential client or whatever, this monster that how I'm gonna close this account or whatever, and then you just do your thing and do the best you can with the knowledge that you have right now, whether in in jujitsu or in life. And to be, it's very important to be aware of those stories, you know, because you can go yes, downhill yes, and then, yes, oh yes, my God, true. and this guy, you know, this and that. It's like when you mentioned about um in the beginning of your career, like that guy has three stripes. You yes, know, and I have yes, one, you know yes, that kind yes. of stuff, you know, now suddenly you just telling, believing that story, you know, like, oh my God, that's true. <laughs> that guy has three stripes <laughs> and they can't throw you off. So I, 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 and
2: that, let me tell another Another story when I was competing. I was white belt, still under Alan Goyes, not Pedro Nieres yet. And I was like 14, 15, and I, I fought as an adult and a best fight, best fighter in a Shopping mm. Hill Sue. Mm. And I remember I was there to fight, and Gustavo had a guy with Bolão, with Murilo Bustamante, the guy wearing a gear as a white belt, the guy I was supposed to fight, and he's there with. Murilo Bustamante, Liborio, all those all those legends around him, and and Gustavo, the guy had a lot of sponsors. Sponsors, from from Barra Grill. Remember Barra Grill? Yeah. The, the, the barbecue place, very yeah. famous. They they sponsor yeah. a lot of good people. And I said, and I remember Alan told me, oh, "Look, that guy, he, he 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 Jose, he didn't make the weight, so they're gonna allow him to fight anyway." I said, oh, my gosh, man, the guy's older than me. A thousand of sponsors, a good sponsor, a lot of legends around him. He didn't make the weight. I said, oh, I, I'm in trouble today. And then I started the fight. I pulled guard. I did not umbar him. He, the guy was really strong. I stayed with the bar like, for five minutes. I didn't make him tap, but I stayed there, like, forever. And I won the fight. But this in, impressed me a lot. A lot. I was 14, 15, so but that's a good history too, so.
1: Yeah, so always <laughs> the message is, man, um, watch the voice, Then the, the dark passage, the voice is going to be like, dude, watch oh, that. Becky. guy's my friend,
0: and, the bad guy,
2: that yeah. voice, he's my friend.
1: <laughs> but, you know, but you yeah. know what's, uh, you know what's interesting, what you just said about it, it's your friend, I was watching um a, a special yeah. on Usman, uh um, uh, middle is a middleweight welterweight champion you know the UFC <laughs> now and he said that uh, Rashad Evans taught him something that you know like it was basically that like be okay be friends with that you know with that feeling with that voice make him your friend you know that it's okay it's there yeah so be yeah. it you know be friends big yes. friends because it's not going to go away you know so never, it's gonna never be there you learn be better how better. to be more aware of it you know, you know how I mean, to, to deal there. with him. Yeah, yeah,
2: is there? Is there? Is there? I watched the one well, interview with, you did with the Draculino. Mm-hmm. Was for me as the best one. Mm-hmm. A lot of things he said, I passed through.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly the same things, and I, I I was watching the interview and say, man, this happened with him like a legend in the sport. Imagining me, so. So we had the same feelings. I remember when he, he was talking, when he goes fight against Holy Gracie. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So exactly the same feelings. I think it, this is going to be there around always. The difference sure. is how you're going to deal with that. That's, yeah, the, the, that's the key. That's the key. That's absolutely. the key.
1: So if people want to find you, uh, your Instagram or whatever you, you use the most, is that Instagram? Maybe for the social media?
2: Yes, yeah, so is Andre Mota double DJJ. That's my Instagram. If you guys want to follow me, sometimes I share some techniques I like to do with the spider guard, some sweeps I do in the tournaments. So you guys can start following me over there. And I have some projects on my mind. Start doing some 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 videos to to teach how I how I how I do my spider for so long. And that's it. Let's follow me. Some news is gonna come soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, brother. Appreciate it. And for all the listeners, if you have suggestions, uh, anything, you can send me a message. You can send a message on Instagram, Gustavo Dandos, BJJ, or you can send me an email info at thebjgmentalcoach.com. So thank you so much, dude. All right,
2: Gustavo, thank you so much for that opportunity. All right keep doing that help a lot of people believe me (laughs) thank you guys all right